Hello and welcome to the fourth in the series of the Aluminium On Air podcasts, brought to you in association with Aluminium International Today, the leading B2B magazine for the global aluminium manufacturing and processing industries. I'm Nadine Bloxham, editor of Aluminium International Today magazine and content director for the Future Aluminium Forum. Across this series of podcasts, I'll be speaking to industry experts and well-known faces about the latest technical developments new projects, investments and general goings-on. This week, the attention turned towards green aluminium production and how the sector is working towards achieving environmental targets. So I spoke to Jerome Lucas, Director of Marketing and Sustainability at Roussel, to find out how the company is planning on reaching certain goals and leading the way with its clean energy transition projects. Welcome to the Aluminium On Air podcast. Uh, our guest this week is Jerome Lucas, who is the Director of Marketing and Sustainability at Roussel. So I'd like to welcome Jerome. Thank you for joining Hello. us today. <laughs> Thank you, Nadine. Pleasure to be with you. It's great to hear from you. As we were saying, it's nice to actually hear, hear each other's voices. I know we've seen each other at events before in the past, but that might not be yes. happening for some time. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> yes, let's see indeed. But um, yeah, we uh, normally is the, the theme for these podcasts is that we, we start each episode with a question from our last guest. Um, and the last guest was the wonderful Alexis Garcia Perez, who um, gave a fantastic podcast detailing cybersecurity resilience and how we should be a lot more aware within aluminium manufacturing of areas where we could perhaps be vulnerable. Um, and the question from Alexis is quite a, quite a tough one, I think, for you, Jerome, but it was, how is your company or uh, your, you know, the sector dealing with the current situation and how is it actually affecting the security of your company? Is there, has there been an increase in cyber criminals he wanted to find out? Ah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, 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 this crisis is extremely, extremely interesting because it exposed all the citizens of this world to unprecedented challenges. First, first health, but the livelihood and, and many, many of us uh, are forced to work uh, remotely from, from home. So yes, in, in Rissal, uh, uh, Rissal has uh, asked all, most of his employees to also work from home and any any pose unprecedented challenges on how we uh, continue to work in a safe manner for the for the company exchanging of, of data and information and uh, so our company has strong system our IT departments have been working hard to um, continue the uh, operation in a safe manner and uh, so far it's working well so no incident no nothing in terms of uh, cyber criminals uh, um, uh, actions that uh, that we have experienced fortunately yeah that's great to hear especially like you say as our, our working movements have changed so much with everybody more at home or using perhaps certain personal devices and and things to, to link up and then to make sure everything is being done um but no that's yeah. good to hear and i'm sure alexis will be yeah. pleased to hear that as well yes <laughs> So one topic I know I really wanted to, to highlight with you, and, and we've tried to have a bit of a theme across each individual podcast. So 
the idea this time is to look more at sustain, uh, sustainability, obviously, as that being your, your key role. Um, yes. And this kind of idea that sustainability is the new black and everybody is doing it. So um, we know Roussel is clearly an advocate for a clean energy transition in, in aluminium manufacturing. So really to find out why is this so important to Roussel? Oh, because just simply it's vital. It's vital for the future of the aluminium industry and it's vital for any company who wants to strive in this industry. Um, the, and why it is so vital, the, the, the aluminium has, has a really interesting uh, uh, story. On, on one side, this material is, is, is fantastic because it provides uh, the solution, the cornerstone for the uh, transition that this world needs to operate toward the zero carbon circular economy. And uh, you know aluminium is, is light, fully recyclable, and it provides say, one of the best solutions for many challenges for green mobility, for green buildings, for transport of electricity from renewables, uh, safe food, safe beverage. So fantastic materials. Uh, and on the other side, this industry has significant environmental uh, impact, especially in terms of emissions. So we have two main challenges for this industry. The first one is maximize recycling and make sure that, let's say, the full potential of the circularity of this, uh, of this uh, material uh, can, be, uh, can be achieved. And the good news is that the industry is already well. Uh, advance in, in this compared to other material like plastics. The second challenge is, uh, and especially for the primary industries, to reduce the reduce its impact, uh, and especially in terms of CO2 and climate, uh, CO2 emissions and climate. Uh, so, uh, Rusal has uh, fortunately a very good position in terms of uh, low carbon uh, aluminium production thanks to uh, his access to renewable uh, hydropower. But we still have uh, uh, improvements to, to do. We're, not, we're on a journey towards zero carbon, and everyone has to go there. So, yeah, that's why. So, so it's, 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 just, it's just not. It's just not a, a, a new black, I would say. It's mm -hmm. Not because it's fashionable, right? And it, it needs to be the new black. norm. <laughs> yeah. It needs to be the new, because it, because it addresses one of the most let's say, important challenge, probably the most important challenge of humanity going forward. I mean, past, post the, the pandemic, climate change is and will be the, the most important challenge for humanity going forward. Certainly. I, th I think it's something that as an industry, we've really uh, kind of shown so much interest in and we've really come together to, to collaborate on, you know, certain sustainable initiatives, um, which, which has just been fantastic to see. And I know Roussel, obviously, you mentioned low carbon products that the company has already developed and is already sharing. Um, so are there any other kind of initiatives that Roussel is introducing to, to work towards this sort of clean energy transition along the way? Yes. First, I mean, there are two, there are two uh, streams of actions. First is internally is uh, making sure we uh, continue to improve and reduce uh, our emissions. 
and work as a sustainable company, uh, we have set targets uh, to reduce, for example, at our smelters by 15% our emissions uh, by 2025 from a basis uh, in uh, 2014. So we're moving ahead quite well on this uh, target, but we want to do more and uh, we have announced that we'll uh, uh, work and commit on science-based targets, which is actually a commitment to go towards zero carbon. It's a long journey and we're learning and, uh, and uh, uh, we, uh, um, uh, but we are there. So uh, this, is, this is in essence what we do in our operation. The second thing, stream of action is working with the industry, working collaboratively with customers, suppliers, uh, industry associations, forums, uh, stakeholders and governments. Uh, what we do particularly, uh, and Rissal has been very active, is to promote carbon footprint transparency. This is a key topic for us because uh, the industry uh, needs to, the industry wants to, to really reduce its, its, its emission globally. Customers need to be informed about the carbon footprint of the material they buy. And, uh, and, and make decisions to preferably, let's say, buy products that will have a, a lower carbon footprint and suppliers who are engaged in a route to uh, lower carbon. Uh, so the carbon footprint transparency for us is really key. We have made significant uh, steps towards this in, uh, in very recently. We've been the first company not only in the aluminum industry, but across uh, commodity and raw material sectors, we've been the first to introduce in our commercial negotiations and contract uh, a proposal for our customers for guarantee of carbon footprint that is set into the commercial contracts. We are providing to our customers carbon footprint uh, certificates. We, and we are advocating in the industry for more carbon footprint transparency, working, for example, with the London Metal Exchange for having the London Metal Exchange requiring all their, uh, all the suppliers, all the producers to disclose the carbon footprint for the transactions that go through the, uh, the LME. So this is really a, 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 an area where we are active and I think this is a a key starting point for um, all the industry to improve collectively. At, at Russal, for example, at this, uh, we have achieved a score, a B score at the um, carbon disclosure project, which is the best score in the uh, aluminum sector. So disclosing the carbon footprint for uh, suppliers and help consumers to make informed choices, and this is what needs to happen for a virtuous uh, cycle towards the uh, zero carbon economy that we need to achieve. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And also it's, it's so interesting to see, obviously Roussel has access to all of these, uh, you know, these areas of the value chain being that you, you work across the, the whole sector really. So it's, it's just highlighting how the value chain needs to come together um, to, to really support each different area within it really because that's that's what will make us completely sustainable yeah 
And I know this, um, this obviously was highlighted as well. We've, it's been interesting to follow the journey of uh, the aluminium stewardship initiative over the last few years and to see how, how far it's come really. I still, uh, I still remember uh, Fiona Solomon sort of speaking at some of the first events a few years ago and introducing the idea. And it, do you think, obviously Roussel, I know works very closely with the ASI and do you think it's been a result of working with a body like that, that the input from this kind of certification process has, has been a bit of a springboard to develop new ways of working ideas, or do you think it's been there more as a support and, and you know, just able to really promote these ideas as well and, and show the industry what, what's been going on and what you're doing? Oh, definitely ASI is um, fundamental uh, platform for, uh, to help the industry to, to progress in the space of sustainability. I'm so pleased to, 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 to see that, to see the uplift of, uh, of this uh, standard across the industry, across producers and, and consumers. Because I mean, also I'm seeing that uh, from the, 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 the deep of my mind and my heart, because I've, I've been uh, personally um, heavily involved in at the earliest stage of the, the development of, of ASI. So I'm very happy to see how ASI is, 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 is developing. So yes, I mean, for Rusal, we are very committed to ASI and to, uh, uh, we are ASI certified for a couple of our sites and we are committed to have all our sites ASI certified and um, we really see this this platform as 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 um, uh, very well structured framework to uh, guide us in uh, improving our sustainability performance and uh, and and establish a common set of uh, expectation and evaluation for the uh, for the industry for the producers and consumers. It's a great platform. It's a great platform. Fully committed to it. Yeah, definitely. And, like, and you really hit the nail on the head there with the, it's such a good guide and it, and it really allows everybody to see which areas they can work towards and how they can kind of develop within certain sustainability roles and, and just play a part really. That's, that's what we need is for every area of the industry to really play its part. Yeah. Definitely. And so obviously we've mentioned and you spoke a bit about this idea of moving towards more of a circular economy. Um, and there's been quite a lot of talk uh, about realizing the value in scrap metal. And I still hate using the actual term scrap metal because we know there is value in, in scrap. Um, and obviously the energy intensive nature of aluminium production itself. So what, what does this kind of side of it mean for Roussel as an actual producer? I know you touched on the fact that you know, primary production is so energy intensive. So again, is that a, a real area that Roussel are working on? Yes, yes, it's, I mean, first, uh, uh, Roussel is um, playing in the aluminium sector and, and, and our core business is uh, making primary aluminium. So from mine to smelters. So, but we also enjoy and very proud to participate in industry that has a strong role to play in the circular economy, just because the material is, uh, thanks God, uh, fully recyclable. And we all need to work to achieve this uh, full recyclability going forward. And Rusal, uh, we are a primary aluminum producer, fully committed to low carbon, 
we as we want to aspire to be the world champion for low carbon aluminium we believe that recycling and recyclability we have a role to play and we're currently working now with customers to uh, uh, see how we can extend our role and our offering uh, working for example in uh, scrap uh, recycling uh, offering taking scrap from customers and, and getting them recycled in in some of our uh, facilities uh, this is a starting point and I'm sure this uh, will uh, uh, unfold uh, to, uh, to, to, to something more meaningful going forward so uh, yes if we want to be a low carbon aluminium leaders uh, leader in this industry the circularity will be part of uh, what we do in the future. Definitely, and I think having world champion added to your job title as well <laughs> would be quite a nice, <laughs> nice touch as well, wouldn't it? <laughs> world champion <laughs> <Yes>. sustainability. <laughs> yeah, be a heavyweight. Yes. Actually, it's no, a we'd journey. Be lightweight, wouldn't we? Lightweight. <laughs> heavyweight. But no, that's great to hear. And you know, obviously, you've seen. And you've worked on kind of this this journey, as we say, with with Rusalfa towards these more sustainable products, and and it's really good just to see everything coming to fruition, and to have plans in place as well to know you know what we're working towards and what targets we should be achieving. So, in your in your personal opinion, obviously in your role, do you think that the aluminium sector is actually making the right moves? Obviously, not just Rusal itself, but aluminium manufacturing in general to to become more of this you know circular economy model yes definitely yes and and this and it's not new uh, the aluminium industry has a strong uh, recycling uh, history and, uh, and 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 performance and uh, when we compare our material and our industry uh, to other industries such as i mean for competing materials such as plastic for example we have a strong value proposition for the society. And uh, of course, it's not perfect. Uh, we uh, still have, uh, let's say, recycling rates that not uh, 100%. And, uh, and the industry needs to continue to, to, to work. And, and the industry is committed. And, and uh, we see a lot of initiatives. Every can counts, for example, to um, uh, which is an initiative across uh, all European countries to improve the recycling rate for beverage can, uh, uh, and 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 the same happens in the automotive industry. So, this industry is on a journey. Uh, uh, it's already uh, it has already very good credentials, but still need to improve. Um, so, uh, yes, I mean this is uh, this is really something that. Um, is a strong asset recycling is a strong asset for aluminium and for the aluminium industry definitely and you mentioned obviously that every can counts uh, which is yeah it's a fantastic initiative and do you think it's it's also then trying to bring a balance between the consumer attitude towards recycling as well because as, as an industry i think we we're very aware of what we can be doing to contain you know value from scrap and container um, uh, yeah the aluminium in that way and, and how we how best use it but do you think consumers were doing enough to to highlight you know the actual benefits of aluminium and and what, what we can do with it in the future uh are they doing enough i believe uh, uh 
they are doing maybe uh, already something, but it's not enough. <laughs> Until we know that 100% is not enough, especially from this perspective of the uh, end users, uh, uh, I mean, consumers in the street who are drinking cans or, yeah, it's very important for, uh, it's a system. It's a system that stems from behaviors, from uh, collection systems, from uh, having a, uh, efficient uh, uh, value chain in place for for, for recycling. So uh, every component of these uh, complex chains in, uh, everywhere in the world needs to, uh, to 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 improve. And it starts from the from the the the, the very uh, starting point, which is the consumer who has to let's say be conscious and uh, and and put uh, let's say the 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 recycle the, the can in the the right bin to to, to be uh, yeah. to be to be collected and, and recycled so yes these things have to but we will i mean industry has also a role to play and it i i think it's good to see for example companies like coca-cola who start to make advertisement to encourage their customers to uh, recycle uh, and uh, and I think this good. I mean, there's there's a lot of good things that are happening in the in the industry, and uh, and and it needs to continue. Moving forward, then, and looking at um, obviously resales development in in the value chain, and obviously a sustainable um, kind of more actions within sustainability. Is is that along the lines of the question you would have for our next guest would it be sustainable related, or have you got something completely yes throw at them? Yes, yes. So. So um, my question for the for for the next guest would be: <laughs> Once once the pandemic is over, how do you see sustainability and and especially climate change and the need to reduce emissions? How do you see that on the list of your priority, the pro, on the priority for the industry and priority for your company? Oh, that's a great question. That, yeah, that will be interesting to see, especially as there, you know, there will be so much we will need to come back to, and I'm, I'm sure lots of challenges still awaiting everyone. But um, sustainability does need to remain at the top of priorities, and I think so much work has been done within it already that hopefully we can pick up where we left off. Yeah, that's, but, that's yeah, I will. Right. I will I will fire that to uh, to our next mm. next guest and uh, and hopefully right. they'll have an answer for you that you'll like to hear. But um, but thank you so much, Jerome. As always, it's been a pleasure to hear from you, and it's a really good topic that we haven't discussed yet on on one of these podcasts. So just to focus more on sustainability and our um, the actual the next issue of Aluminium International today has a big focus on more um, kind of scrap processing and looking at uh, secondary the recovery of secondary materials and things like that. So we'll, uh, we'll tie it into that. Thank you, Nadine. That has been a great pleasure. And uh, your, your podcast is a great idea to keep the industry connected. Bravo for that. Thank you very much. Very kind. Lovely to speak with you as always. And uh, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Aluminium On Air podcast. If you would like any more information on any of the topics discussed in this episode, please visit the Aluminium International Today website, which is www.aluminiumtoday.com. There is also a dedicated secondary processing feature coming in the May-June issue of the magazine, 
which will look at ways the industry is working to recover value from scrap and other sustainable solutions. So keep following us on LinkedIn and Twitter to view the next issue in full.